All right, guys, what's up? So Douglas here from Dougsterbob.com, and we're talking to Anthony, the owner of Harvester Bikes in Canada. Where exactly are you, Anthony? Toronto. Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Um, he's one of the homies up there in Canada. So anyone that you know asks me, yo, where should I get a bike in Canada? Anthony's one of the only guys I know, but he always puts in the work on the social media. Um, so we wanted to get together and just talk about some things. I wanted to ask him a few questions and uh, this will provide a lot of value for you guys. So the first thing we're going to talk about is some of the best-selling brands. Now there's a lot of different brands. There's brands, you know, for just parts, but we're going to talk about the best-selling brands that make complete bikes um, because that's kind of my thing. And so since Anthony has the shop, what are the, what brands do you see fly out the door, literally fly out the door? Like I know it's different in the States, but in Canada, we, the people has like a huge following. Uh -huh. So like when I'm in Arizona or California, I don't really hear much about we, the people, I don't know about you, but it's really big here. It's like okay. an indoor, indoor skate park. It's like they use them for the rentals. And really, um, there's a lot of We The People pros in Canada. And um, yeah, so I don't know what it is, but sell a ton of We The People. Uh, that product pretty much just sells itself. Most people walk in the door um, asking for We The People bikes. I think there was like some stupid website where you could like search best BMX on Google and like the mm -hmm. first thing that came up was like a list and we, the people was always at the top. I don't know if you've seen that list uh -uh. probably. No, but it's the first thing. So everyone that Googles that ends up yeah. uh, seeing we, the people's the best. Yeah. So some weird list that somebody made, but um, that's wild. Yeah. So that's the best one. Yeah. Cult is obviously just, you know, they have a big following. So they have a cult like a following. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sure, um, I'm sure you're well aware of the cult following, but it's yeah, like the, another brand that really just sells itself. It's funny you bring up the We the People thing because I was talking to a guy in Arizona that has a shop, and he's one of I think the only uh, shop in Arizona that does We the People, and Unity? it's really hard. Um, yeah, Unity, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he um, he was talking about how the dealer or what is it the distributor in the u.s is kind yeah. of like a middleman so there's an additional markup that gets added on than what's normal from what i understand and so it's kind of competitive and or there's not much margin doing it here in the u.s but he says since he actually stocks them and he's one of the only places he has good luck with them it's For a really sure. popular brand definitely, um, definitely yeah what what do you have what's your insight on colt's 2022 line are they out did they just restock 2021 bikes? What's going on? No, I haven't seen Cult in like maybe almost maybe nine or 10 months. I haven't seen Cult. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. It's like I haven't seen Camel Tires in probably nine <laughs> months or something. It's, yeah, Darn. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely alternative products. So yeah. I, just, I just get phone calls every day for Cult. So, from cold you know, yeah no just people ask oh for colts okay yeah. yeah um but you know i there's nothing i can do about it i just gotta like offer alternative products so. yeah just do what you yeah. can yeah um hmm. so we the people call anything else uh that's um this is popular hmm. uh, kink is kink's good 
like kink makes good quality stuff yeah i think kink is chinese made and the other stuff is taiwan made is it but yeah so you know oh, selling points can always like sell a taiwan bike over a chinese bike uh-huh but like when, i know when i flip over the kink bikes there's a little made in china sticker on the on the oh. kinks see yeah. i assumed everything was just made in taiwan yeah i mean they say the better like the good quality stuff is made in taiwan for sure that's the better um, option huh yeah i mean actually a cool thing which uh, you might be aware of but the the fiend bikes are made in the same factory as the kink bikes and they use a lot of mission parts and it's pretty much the same bike the fiend bike and the kink bike. i did see a lot of mission on there and i kind of wondered if that's what they were doing but um yeah they have I a they're pretty the fiend bikes are more expensive huh uh maybe yeah maybe yeah did they do more the this year bike. uh i sold a lot of fiend last year not so much this year yeah. but last year i did a ton of fiend i probably did more fiend last year than kink but i did a lot more kink this year so kink it's nice really nice stuff for sure yeah um what i, what I like fit is really kinks. good too fit it's, yeah you sell amazing. a lot of fit I don't sell a lot of fit, but the quality is fantastic on the, uh, even on the complete bikes. bikes? Oh yeah. It's, really? I know, I know they have the single wall rims. They've been doing uh -huh. a year, couple, but they used to do double wall and like, they were really sick. They came with aluminum sprockets and yeah. Seat and See on the, the kinks just for the, the specs listed and the price, they always seem like a really good value, right? Like the kink sure. whip in the US is 500 bucks, um, full Kamali double wall rims, da 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 da. But mm -hmm. if the quality is a little bit lesser since it's made in China and not necessarily Taiwan, then that uh, that's that's really interesting because Sunday is probably Taiwan, right? Yeah, I and mean they're, they're all uh, they're all good bikes. It's just yeah, you know, I I maybe would use it as a selling point, the Taiwanese stuff to push the Taiwan one. Yeah, but all those brands are awesome. I mean, if a bike comes with aluminum sprocket, that's a huge seller for me. Um, I have so much trouble with the, the cheap steel sprockets that yeah. come on the majority of these bikes. Um, so if you, if a bike has an aluminum sprocket, it's probably going to be a little bit better quality. Um, okay. Yeah. The double like wall they rims, just put more effort into it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be probably more mid, mid to high level. Yeah. And then double wall rims too. I guess that would be a huge plus, but I've always been so happy with the fit stuff. Okay. Really good. Pivotal what do seat you, too. What do you uh, have right now? Cause like everywhere is kind of the stocking issue is kind of hard. Do you have stuff in stock? Yeah. I got everything but cult pretty much. <laughs> everything but cult. You hear that guys. Okay. That's yeah. good because oh, I know like, no Sunday. No Sunday. Those no, it hasn't quick, come huh? to Canada yet. And like, I know oh. the Americans have gotten two batches already. Yeah. You haven't gotten anything. Nothing. What? Yeah. Um, so that means though, when you do get yours, you'll probably did you order dark waves? My my uh orders got cut in half. Like I ordered a, I ordered a ton and they cut it in half. I think they really uh like helped the Americans out a lot more and like yeah. more inventory and then Canadians kind of we get a little bit shafted with inventory. You get whatever's left. Damn, that yeah, sucks. <laughs> um yeah. But I, I, know, I think I probably ordered one one or two of those bikes, probably. So hopefully you'll get one. I was I think those are sick. They look real the dark waves look really cool. 
Um, for sure, for sure. That's crazy that we've like we've sold we've gotten and sold out like a Sunday, right. and you guys still haven't gotten anything. No. Um, I heard an, another shop. He was talking about. He got like a hundred ordered a hundred Colt bikes, and they sent him eight or something like yeah, that, yeah, just yeah. because they're, they're they've got to figure out where it's going, you know, and and pick and choose, okay. which is wild to me. Yeah, I mean, they gotta help everybody out. I guess it sucks, but. Um, that's, okay. that's how it is so imagine this someone walks in and they say anthony i want a really high quality bmx bike what are mm -hmm. you gonna look for um when you sell them that high quality bike like obviously the envy is just really really pricey but it is obviously mm -hmm. a good bike but it's like the price is pretty high um, yeah but what makes like, it a good bike again aluminum sprocket huge plus uh -huh. you know, sprocket guard, whatever, uh, pivotal seat, double wall rims, sealed everything, obviously full chromoly, uh, female front axle. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's um, rare on, on completes. Yeah. Coaster, I guess is a good one. Um, a little bit longer frame, probably like 20.7521. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's, those are probably my key things for sure. I'd say those are what you're looking for yeah that's those are the, the bike has all that stuff yeah that's, that's for sure the bike to go with definitely solid solid all bars something like maybe over nine nine mm -hmm. five yeah you can tell like just by looking at pictures right if you look at a picture of like a really good like the envy or the sound wave or something like that versus a walmart bike like you could just tell that the walmart bike looks so dinky like short bars you know weird geometry the seats way up here and uh and so then with those higher quality bikes like you see the taller bars like you said the longer frame aluminum sprocket all that stuff the walmart bikes are mutating maybe one day they're gonna be really <laughs> legit <laughs> dude that's true huh imagine walmart <laughs> drops a thousand dollar complete <laughs> well they have a cruiser that 26 inch oil slick cruiser i thought that was crazy there. hey What's going on in the cruiser world? Because you do those ride outs and stuff, right? And that's a big scene over there. I don't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like it's definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, like old school BMX maybe was a thing a couple of years ago, and maybe this is like the new thing now. Hopefully, it sticks around for many, many years. I mean, yeah. I, I've been riding cruisers since like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, but you know, hopefully it evolves to be the norm mm -hmm. and not just the trend. Yeah. Cause it's so. just people getting out, getting on bikes and having fun. Like it, it looks like a good, I want to go to a ride out sometime. It looks like it's such a good the, time. I don't do the ride outs. There's guys that, like in Toronto that do the ride outs. Uh -huh. my, I do more of the street rides. Okay. So like mine's like strictly like, like BMX, BMX street stuff. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but you sell cruisers. Oh yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. So this is off topic, but I don't know anything about them. What do you look for in a good cruiser? Like I like, I bought a stranger recently at 26. Uh -huh. Like that thing for me. I mean, I'm totally opposite to everybody else. Like I'm from a BMX background. So mine's full chromoly. It's got a uh, 14 millimeter dropouts on the back. I want, you know, I might even want to put a coaster on it. I can put That'd be sick. Four, four pegs, four piece bars, pivotal seats. Um, 26 not 29 so you know like 
I, if I want to, I could thrash it. I could 180 on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that's just me. Nobody else is going to think like that. The majority of them are aluminum. Okay. So So they're not the same level of quality. It's like, I mean, you know, aluminum and chromoly, like you're going to, you don't want to throw a 180 on an aluminum bike. Yeah. (laughs) You could probably wheelie it, but that's about it. Yeah. So I don't know. They're big aluminum. The brands kind of rival each other like crazy. Obviously, SC is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that people start to customize them now, like put aluminum sprockets, different gearing, really loud free wheels on the back, like super loud ticking noises. Um, like Birds people, are, people are starting to go pretty crazy on these things too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Kind of like, it was like old school BMX kind of now moving over to the cruiser world, I would say. Yeah. So, like the older yeah. guys getting back into the sport are kind of maybe hopping on a cruiser because it's a little less uh, strenuous than a 20 inch. Yeah. And there's brands mm-hmm. now starting to do cruiser stuff like ride out supply and uh, broke boys and, um, you know, van cult makes the van's tires and Maxis yeah. does top Maxis kills it in the tires. So they're yeah. popular. What's a, what's a cruiser cost over there? They're pretty pricey. I mean, Again, yeah. like the conversions, importing the cost of the containers now. Yeah, um, shipping, huh? Yeah, so just like the price is going to be up there for sure, no matter what yeah. it is. Yeah, some brands still manage to keep the price down, which is crazy, like Haro. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, stuff is pretty pricey these days. Like you're just going to pay whatever. You're going to pay yeah. for a bike these days. It's 2022 almost. It's going to become the norm now. Bro, isn't yeah. that crazy? It's almost 2022. I was thinking of that yeah. a little bit ago. I'm like, oh my God. Like it still feels like 2020. I don't know why. I guess it's just just weird. But yeah. um, you hear that, guys. So you're gonna pay a lot of money for a bike, whether it be a cruiser, BMX, whatever. Like they are more expensive this year. Yeah. But the amount of fun you have on your bike, we can both attest it's totally worth the price. For sure. Or just Definitely. jump on the used market too, I guess, which is probably That's true. blow up as well if it hasn't already. That's a, yeah. um, there's a couple kids I know in Canada that like go on my live streams and stuff uh, like Lucas and they talk about the used thing. People are selling Big. them for way less. And like, so like this kid, I think he's, I don't know, 15, he's buying these complete bikes for a couple hundred yeah. dollars and then parting them out and doubling his money. I'm like, dude, gotta be a hustler. Yeah, hustler. But um, but over here, I was looking when I was traveling, and I could hardly find, couldn't really find anything used. Or if I was, they were they were charging more yeah. than they paid for the bike. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not gonna, you're not gonna trick me. <laughs> yeah, like when but, I'm when I'm in the states, I'm always like on offer up and stuff. I never really always look much. Yeah, yeah. But um, but over there, yeah, I bet it is. We a have thing. We got a few platforms like we have thing called kijiji which is like ebay classifieds kijiji it's, it's owned by ebay okay just I, I don't know is ebay classifieds a thing in the u.s uh-uh. people go on that no uh, anyway so it's owned by ebay it's like kind of like craigslist and the, it's okay. really popular actually like i even pay for ads on it and then really? um and then obviously Facebook Marketplace. Facebook, so. yeah, that's a big one. eBay's yeah. or uh, Craigslist kind of died off, I think. Facebook Marketplace took it took it out. When, when Craigslist came out, like in two thousand five or whatever, I was 
going crazy on there, selling bike parts, buying bike parts. I was, I went to film school, so I was getting jobs on there, like film jobs and stuff. Like it was big for even looking for work. Yeah. So, um, was that when you had the shop too, or you were just hustling bike parts? I had a store when I was a kid and then I kind of stopped because it was really hard to get product. The distributors were closing down all like the shops that didn't have brick and mortars. Oh, so I didn't have a store back then. I was just running out of my parents' basement and running uh-huh. online and like hustling online. I was doing really well online. It was pretty cool. Um, so I kind of was losing my supply. Yeah. And then, and then I kind of moved over to, to, you know, to my video work and, filming bmx more and you know less selling and more move more to the video side for sure well that's good so that's a good segue um you have a film background and everything right yeah what are some tips for running a youtube channel because you've got a good channel guys check out harvester's channel it's pretty pretty solid i love it Um, but yeah Uh, what are your tips to growing that like I've had my channel since 2006. So okay. when I, when I opened the store in 2014 and I started posting daily, that's when it started moving. Like before I maybe only had like a thousand subscribers or 2000 or something, but when the mm-hmm. store opened and I started posting daily, the subscriber rate went up like crazy. So I would say if you have good content post daily, yeah. um, that's, I mean, I was posting just, you know, stuff that people wanted to see, like old school stuff that was, that really took off. Um, and then obviously the unboxings are just, you know, yeah. that's kind of a given. Um, so I, I guess my advice would be just put good content and you, if you can post daily, you know, that probably is a good thing. Yeah. But, I mean, content is key. Yeah. As often as you can too. It's like, cause that's a really good point. I think a lot of people, um, I don't know what it is, but we like, we don't want to bombard our followers, I guess, or we're scared that we're going to lose followers or something by posting don't, too don't much. Don't worry about that. No, don't worry. Yeah, about I agree. But the, the content has to be relatable. So like you, for example, post like reviews on complete bikes. Mm-hmm. People want to see that, you know, like my riding videos hardly get any views, which my friends always say that it's more for us, just, you know, like us. Yeah. Uh, like I have my, my harvest shows, which was like almost a weekly vlog of riding and they hardly get any views, but we're, we're cool with that. Cause it's just kind of documenting our riding. Yeah. But then the, the retail side gets so many more views. Um, so, you know, unfortunately we want the riding videos to get more views, but it's not real. It's not relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know. I think the way I look at it is like YouTube's got that that built-in search engine. And so if people are searching things more towards like the unboxing stuff, you know, same with my writing videos, it's depressing, Mm -hmm. but no, nobody watches my writing videos either. And I'm like, just watch my videos. That's what, that's what you want. Right. But, but people are selfish. So they're just going to watch whatever they come across. Um, But the amount of subscribers and followers you'll gain by posting consistently and a ton of content, I think really makes up for the amount of people that will that you'll lose by posting mm-hmm. too much. Cause I don't think there is a such thing as too much. You said daily, which yeah. most people are like, yeah, monthly or weekly, but you're like, you're on it. You're like daily. If you can well, post I have, daily. I have the content. So 
True. You know, if I don't have something to post, I'll post an unboxing. Mm-hmm. But I I love the frame builds and the old school builds. So like though that's really what draws a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'll try to get as many of those as I possibly can. But the unboxings are kind of just filler, but they do get yeah. a lot of views. That's yeah. cool. What the SC I stuff too? The cruiser you, stuff gets a ton of views. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet those get a ton. Yeah. Um, you do a lot with the the customs, right? And that's a yeah. popular YouTube thing. What are the most popular custom YouTube build, builds that you have? The Pennywise bike is, I think, one of the most viewed. Okay. Um, I did all the bikes for the It movie, so that kind of works out kind of crazy. You did the bikes for the It movie? For It, yeah. How'd you do that? You designed them? Yeah, all those bikes in both movies. No way. My bikes, yeah. That's rad. So someone stole all the bikes on the set of the first movie. So I had, to, re- I had to redo the bikes for the sequel. And uh, it kind of works out that the Pennywise bike is one of the most viewed because, you know, I mean, there's no relation, but it the bike looked crazy. Like, you should definitely, everybody should check out that one. Yeah, um, I'll throw it up th- here on the video. I did a Thanos bike too. That was amazing. It was uh, like the infinity stones in the stem. So it was a gold stem, a shadow stem, and then different stem bolt colors, in, like a blue, a green, whatever. That was awesome. And it was all purple cool. and gold and everything. And uh, actually, the I think the most popular custom build, which kind of just started creeping up in the last year or two, is the Nirvana bike. So it's just like the Nevermind face, like black and yellow. Uh-huh. Um, that one I think is my, actually my most viewed custom, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's cool that you know the younger generation knows who Nirvana is, so yeah, and appreciates cool, it. Well, and, and isn't just wearing a Nirvana T-shirt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, do so. you build those like for yourself, or do you sell them? Uh, they're kind of just for YouTube content. So, okay, yeah, the, uh, the Pennywise bike. Uh, I managed to ship part by part to australia to one person which is cool they were buying parts like individually i don't know why Mm -hmm. they didn't buy it all at once but and then someone in south africa which is cool because i'm south african some kid in south africa recreated the pennywise bike so you know that one definitely had a little bit more of a like worldwide following than the other ones but uh just it's that one's really cool i got like custom stickers made for it and everything and that's rad yeah i feel like it, you could auction them you know like like Definitely. do the video and then have a link or something for the auction and then like after a few months i don't know for sure but there's, i just I, I watched a couple and i was like these are sick i just got the fiend uh mills frame for myself uh-huh. and it has like the scarface theme on it so i put like the bone death seat on it as like the scarface interior of his convertible and then actually there's these guys in Toronto who make uh, pad sets. Uh-huh. So I, ma- I managed to get them to uh, make a pad set for me for the bike. I'll send you a link to it. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to start up the custom bikes again. I'd like to do a matrix bike for like the new matrix movie that's coming out. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And, I think it's really creative. Like nobody's doing anything like that. And it, it it's like an entertainment type thing too. And people just enjoy yeah there's different Facebook groups too. And people like, I don't know, everyone just adores really sick custom bikes. And it's, it's really cool what you're doing. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So tip, big tip post every day, if you can have the content, but make sure it's relatable. Yeah. 
yeah definitely like no one wants to see me do car reviews so that wouldn't work if i started doing car reviews you know um okay tiktok this is a heated one and and this one i think we'll probably talk about for a little bit um because i have a few people that got into bmx because of tiktok like it just wow. I don't know. It just puts the content out there in front of people and they're like, wow, that looks sick. So then they get into it. But um, what are your thoughts on TikTok just in general? Uh, I don't really like it, but you know, I'm gonna, I, I actually, one of my uh, friends told me that like, I'm the king of long content, like YouTube, you know? Yeah. And TikTok, um, well, it never used to be, but now you can post some longer stuff, right? Yeah, but I'm told that if your your video has to be under 15 seconds and kind of, you know, very quick. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I wouldn't say that that's really my thing. I mean, I'm going to have to adapt and learn. Um, so, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's, I'm not, I'm 36 now. So, you know, TikTok is... It's just, just, I'm sure how people were with Instagram and stuff, but it yep. doesn't really appeal to me. You don't really like it. Just like the type of videos on there, the format, everything. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, B BMX, if you want to watch a BMX edit, not like 12 seconds of, you know, just a line, like, you know, so mm -hmm. um, I feel like for the BMX world, maybe it's to me, it doesn't really make much sense, but I mean, like, I don't, like, I, TikTok is just full of, like, just 15-second videos of, like, memes and jokes and stuff. Um, but, you know, what do I know about TikTok and BMX? Yeah. And maybe there is a way that it would, you know, like a 15-second product review or something. So, you know, maybe something, somebody could do something cool with that. But if it's not BMX-related, I don't really care to go on there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw... <sighs> I'm trying to think of when I first saw, I think it was like uh, Anthony Panza on there. I was like, Hey, what do you know? What are you doing? You're a YouTuber. But, um, but slowly people are starting to move over to it. I don't know what the, what the return is like YouTube, you can get your ad revenue. You can links are really easy to do. So you can link to products that you want to sell yeah. and stuff like that. Right. But TikTok doesn't have really any of that. So it's like, it's tough it's it, tough you know it might have potential but i just yeah i don't know i haven't i haven't figured it out yet really yeah, yeah. but you've been making tiktoks for the show yeah, yeah. Started, what's we your what's your username harvester bmx harvester bmx okay so yeah. everyone that's a tiktoker check out harvester bmx on tiktok um give anthony some tips I'm sure he'll figure it out. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a whole different platform, huh? You can't sure. do quick. Like you could take your YouTube videos and post them on Facebook and that kind of works hand in hand, you know, but you can't mm -hmm. take your YouTube videos and post them on TikTok. Yeah. It's maybe what like kinda, more, more skits, more creative. What, yeah. What kind of stuff do you do right now on there? Uh, I don't know. We just posted yesterday, like four trendy BMX parts. So like, okay. Just quick, like, my guy that works at the shop just threw me like a pair of uh, cult fans grips and, and like a frame bag. And then like, I just said like comment below and like comment what you're, what you think is a trendy part. So that actually got a lot of action. Uh -huh. um, and then I have another one coming out with like, just like pulling out a, showing a volume box for the Billy Perry frame. And then just saying like, if you want this frame or if you want to 
if you want to ride like Billy Perry, check out the frame. And then I just showed a bunch of clips from him. So, you know, just quick, quick stuff like that. But, you know, you know what would be rad is, well, so real quick, what I started doing when I first did it is I was like, I'm going to take how to's and compact them into 15, 30 second how to's. Mm -hmm. And it was a stupid idea because you can't actually learn anything from that they did really well. And I'm like, I don't, people just want the entertainment, I think more than anything. And then to actually learn the tricks, I guess you go to YouTube or, or bike school, but, um, (laughs) um, what I was going to say, what would be really cool for you though, is what if you did like, I remember I was traveling and, um, I had my bike, I pulled it out of the bike bag and like laid it across the floor, you know, and then just did a video of it and then like snapped or something and then cut to when it was all put together. Mm if you did something like that, maybe with unboxings or just, um, of your customs. So it's like, or like, I don't know, you throw a part in the air. Right. And then it's, it's on the bike or something like that. We did one Um, of those already. You did like that, but yeah, no, that stuff definitely does well. Like I follow this shop in Toronto, just regular mountain bike shop Uh and they like kill it on like the unboxings on TikTok. on TikTok. So yeah, again, I got to get into the groove. Like, it's hard. It's like, again, yeah. long format versus 15 seconds. So, you know, I got, just got to get in the mood and got to, got to make that kind of thing happen to completely gotta, change the format. So, yeah, you got to figure it out. Huh? And, yeah. and I think one of the biggest things is just like immerse yourself in the content. So like you're watching that other shop kind of learning from them, what works yeah. good, what doesn't work good. And then you can just take from that. For sure. And, uh, For sure and do some TikTok and that's awesome, dude. So do you think it's going to ruin BMX? Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you yeah think? a lot of, I, you know, I don't know. Cause the side that I see it from is that, um, it gets a lot of people in the sport, but there's a problem okay. because like you've been riding for how long? 20 years. Well, more than 99. So whatever that is, that's crazy. um i was born in 96 but (laughs) so you've been riding for that long right and so you have the ability you can hop on the bike and make it look so easy you do tricks makes it look easy just in general and so you get someone who's never rode a bike before that sees that and they're like oh looks easy cool buys a bike and then gets into it it's like oh my god this isn't easy so i it might have like a i don't know actually just thinking about it, it might have a really high like assuming it gets a lot of people into the sport, they might not necessarily be the right people. So they get into it temporarily. They spend money on bikes, which, so then shops and everything start overcompensating for that. Um, Manufacturers, they produce a lot more bikes, but then that trend kind of dies out. Now we've got all these extra bikes. That was last year. Yeah, true. Huh? That did happen. We had that that over. Oh my God. And so now they're behind and it's, it's ruining the sport. Thanks. TikTok. Just kidding. I don't know if that was actually TikTok, but yeah, COVID really like boosted BMX sales like mega, mega crazy. Everyone wanted to get outdoors. Insane, absolutely insane. What a crazy experience for me. It was. Yeah, what was was it like having a shop during that time? Nuts. Like people ask me, like, would you ever open up another store? And like, (laughs) just that just proved that that would not be able to work. Um, I'm so busy at the store. Uh, I was there till one in the morning, packing orders every night with my workers and every night, one o'clock in the morning was nuts. Online sales were nuts in store was nuts. Lineups. 
like crazy. I managed to keep up with the stock, which was amazing. I was probably the only one in the country to keep up with the stock. Yeah. Uh, but absolutely mayhem. Yeah, because you had yeah. some really thin windows where you could actually get a hold of product, right? And if you didn't jump on it, you'd miss out. No, it was more like um, stocking up from the start kind of. and Ahead of time. Yeah. And gotcha. just uh, keeping keeping on track when the when the stock was coming in and um, being a big dealer is a big thing too. Like you always yeah. get first pick, which is nice. So yeah, no, I was on top of it. I've always been on top of it. I just, every time a shipment comes to the store still to this day, it's like, it's like, uh, it's still pretty exciting to get a box of parts from like the FedEx guy. So yeah, it's like, it's yeah. like buying parts for yourself, but now it's, exactly. it's on a bigger scale, huh? Well, I probably like every two or three years, I'll, you know, maybe get a new bike and get a bunch of new parts. So yeah. 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 What's the, what's the next build? You got that fiend frame, right? Yeah. It's all good. It's all ready to go. I switched tires and got some nice. bars. I got 10 inch federal bars. Um, but all the classic stuff is still there. I have my Primo coaster, which has been really good. Um, my Odyssey cranks, which come loose all the time. I still have those. Uh, <laughs> I switched up the seat just to have that leopard seat, which I'm not even the biggest fan of, but it goes with the bike. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just switched up a couple little things. I wanted to change my color of my tires. So sounds solid. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I wanted to talk if you, if you want to kind of how you got um, like got the shop and got into it. Cause you got really young mm. age. You got into it. So you're selling parts yeah. out of your parents' basement. I think this is a cool story. Definitely. And definitely. then you had to have a brick and mortar store to keep operating. Yep. Was that the mm -hmm. deal? Yep. Um, so the city was giving out grants to like high school kids. So my friend and I signed up and I managed to get it for a BMX shop. Uh huh. And it just paid for tools and stuff and started like, I got a bunch of t-shirts made and uh, I was selling t-shirts at the skate park. I actually was moving a lot of t-shirts back then, which was pretty cool. I would just show up to parks and then like bust out uh, t-shirts in my backpack and then sell them. It was really good. And uh, just started getting suppliers, which was amazing because I didn't even have a store. Uh huh. And they were hooking me up back then. It was pretty cool. And then I was selling stuff on my website and like receiving checks in the mail and then uh, shipping out the product, sometimes even shipping out the product before the check even cashed, which was pretty funny. Sketchy, I guess, I was, but I, guess yeah. I was really young. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, just like I said, it, it went really well for a while. And then a lot of BMX shops started popping up in like 2004 in like Alberta, which is a couple provinces over and, I guess they were getting pretty pissed that there was like half-ass shops selling product like out of their basements and stuff like yeah. that. So they kind of put a ban on like the uh, like the online stores and stuff, which makes total sense. You know, I was still pretty young, so I was still in high school. Um, so I still had like a couple accounts, but I didn't really do too much. I kind of switched over, like I said, to video, mm -hmm. and then um, I was working a video job like twenty. 10 to 2013 and i managed to get laid off of that job and then i didn't want to work in that industry anymore 
there's like so much hustling always so much hustling to get a job like a filming job or an editing job was just so much work so much networking yeah so uh opened up my dad had a property so like a business property so i managed to take that over and open up the shop and like from day one it was it was popping off that's like, so cool yeah like there was people always say like the first year is hard or whatever um it was it worked out really well like i mean you know social media is huge we built yeah. ramps in the warehouse so we gained a lot of hype uh, we had these like indoor ramps and people wanted to know where they were and like we were hyping it up all over instagram and youtube and stuff so that was a big thing too it was like a little introduction was the indoor ramps um and then i started doing jams like right away and it was that community involvement huh it was it was really good like yeah never a dull moment and then now fast forward seven years later so it's still going yeah that's rad i think yeah I want to just sell parts online. Right. I think that'd be awesome. And they're like, no, no, you have to have a store. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's dumb, but it makes sense is that if everyone had an online store, then they just could use it for their own um, wholesale discounts. And then yeah. that would kind of screw everything up if everyone was doing that. So problem, but that's problem, cool. with that. uh-huh. the problem with that is like the undercutting can get pretty bad. Like when a person doesn't have a brick and mortar, and it's uh, like not their fault or anything, but they kind of just don't understand the, you know, the, the rent and rent and, you know, employees and uh, liability and insurance and stuff. Yeah. Like, like I know it's like a pretty boring thing to talk about, but um, those are pretty big things that, you know, are the difference between brick and mortar or not. Like mm-hmm. undercutting can be a huge thing. So like, why wouldn't if you're you running undercut? just online? Yeah. Why wouldn't you undercut if you didn't have any rent to pay? Yeah, like if you wanted the sale. So you know, like I've had experience with that in the past. With I mean, you know, I was that kid when when I was younger. But you know, I have like, I have like online stores that you know. Why wouldn't you undercut if you didn't have yeah, you know, rent to pay? So yeah. Mm. So. Okay, that that makes that makes a little more sense for a lot of things. I just connected a lot of dots. That's a good a big like conversation in the industry. Yeah. Is how do yeah. you prevent? Yeah, because if if everyone moved to that online world and cut out all those other expenses, then mm-hmm. it, it would put out a lot of shops because they literally couldn't sell for the prices that an online business yeah. could sell for. And yeah. uh, without shops, you don't have those community events, you don't have that involvement. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a crazy thing. How did you have a website so early on? That's like you were selling off your website. You said or like yeah. Early 2000s? I don't know, like early 2000s with the internet and like computers. Big thing. Like every kid was, you know, sitting on their computer, burning CDs, chatting on MSN and ICQ. And like, I don't know, like burning video games and stuff. And like, um, you know, like playing PlayStation and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if like my friends, we were all computer nerds or whatever, but I would (laughs) say like a lot of kids were sitting on their computers like back in back then so you know it was just you know you learned html and you know it's just like i guess maybe canada cold winters and stuff yeah you have a lot of time yeah so i don't know i'm i don't know maybe you were like that too but like when you're a kid i played a lot of runescape 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I never imagined having a website, like even in high school and that was in 20, like 2010, 2011. Yeah. And I, I think you were really early on. So see that, that brings good roundabout point to like the TikTok thing. Like you sound like you're really adaptable. So you were able to jump on YouTube when it first came out, mm-hmm. make that work website way before websites. I yeah. think like everyone's can do a Shopify store now. Cause it's just so simple. But back then it was like a lot harder, HTML. right? Uh, yeah. All coding. Yeah. <laughs> you had to code it. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> dude you hustled for sure that's awesome well what is um what does everyone need to know about harvester i don't know what do you want to say anything um yeah i mean you can order stuff from canada if you're looking for a weird part like the shipping's actually pretty good from canada we're just right above you guys so it's not you know shipping is really good the rates um my youtube channel is really cool like if there's a certain um brain that you want to buy you know those videos are pretty cool to watch the builds yeah just check my instagram like post a ton of like just cool custom bmx's on my instagram page a lot of colorful bikes there's really no other store posting the amount of like colorful content um bmx is still pretty niche so there's a lot of there's so much still like that nobody really does I mean, I would say that I'm one of the very few stores to be pretty active on social media. Like mm-hmm. there are a couple of accounts that are pretty good, like Stacked, for example. Uh, he does a great job at, at Instagram and um, I can't really think of any other guys that do like a good job like him. But uh, Larry hustles. Larry oh, yeah. hustles. That's Yeah, he really hustles. Yeah, so yeah, I mean all these social media platforms are there to be taken taken advantage yeah. of. So, you know, if you have a business, even if it's not the BMX industry, um, like it's all about Instagram and social media. It's yeah. free advertising. I don't know. I always get in. I'm all, I love it. So it's not even a job for me. So, you know, yeah, like, dude, if you love what you do, it's not work. Yeah. So that's so cool. Okay, yeah. so check out Harvest. I'm gonna put all these links in the description. Um, if you can't find a, if you just buy from Harvester, if you want to buy from Harvester, check out the the shipping rates. And then I know I have a lot of Canadian dudes too that probably already like that's how we got in touch. I think is one of my videos said, oh, if you're in Canada, yeah. check out Harvester, and you're like, hey, this is cool. Some guy and, like uh, messaged me asking for <laughs> if I have the Envy bikes coming. Uh huh. And it was like a conversation that you had with him about with. And then he sent me the video of like, you did the like legit and non-legit mail orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, so anyway, yeah. Harvester's trusted. They're solid. Um, I love what Anthony's doing for the sport and I love the hustle. So we'll, we'll post the, we'll put your TikTok in there and, uh, and everything. So Thanks. yeah, of course, man. Well, cool. Thanks for having, uh, having the chat with me. Of course. Anytime you want to chat on monday <laughs> yeah i know uh, we had a hell of a time getting this set up huh? i was like no friday and you're like eh, friday doesn't work i'm like oh. yeah anytime we want to chat about bmx or you know about complete bikes like yeah definitely have you know i work with those bikes every day and everything and all the brands and everything all right man well you have a good rest of your day you too and Thank uh you. here i think we'll we'll just quit the video like on that but um well, but yeah man thanks for, for having real, me thank-
yeah, no, thanks for chit-chatting. All right, so I just wanted to give a huge shout-out again to Anthony and Harvester Bikes. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking with him, and there's a lot of valuable pieces of content in there. You can tell that Anthony's really passionate about BMX and the future of the sport. So what I want you guys to do, do everything. Check them out on TikTok, on Instagram, and if you're looking for some stuff in Canada, go over, hit their website. They're one of the most popular shops up there, and that's for good reason. Owned by a real BMX rider who loves BMX. So have a good rest of your day, guys. Let me know in the comments who you want me to talk to next, and I will try and get that in the works. Anyway, thanks again, Anthony. You guys, Dugster Bobbers, have a good day.